Welcome to the new Positive Talk Radio Show. With me, Kevin McDonald is your host. Our mission is to entertain, enlighten, empower, and educate all of us to break free from hate, division, and fear. And as one, create something better. Yes, it's been 18 years since Positive Talk Radio ended. And yes, I promised that we'd be back, which proves that your dreams are only dead if you let them be. So please, join me and other inspiring people as we continue to explore a better way to live for us, our children, and our planet. And again, welcome to my dream. And welcome everybody to, well, I guess I already said it, I'll say it again, to my dream. <laughs> and it's great to have you here. And uh, Benny, it's awesome that you are always here for us. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate being here for you. Well, you know, you do such a great job of, of managing the board and, and making sure that we sound good. And, and, and as a matter of fact, people don't have any idea where we are. We could be in the studio or we could not be. That's a, that's a question. <laughs> it's curiosity. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So any, anything gone on this week that I need to know about? Uh, no, not a whole lot. Kind of a quiet weekend uh, because, you know, Seahawks did uh, their duty on Thursday and they didn't do so well. So it was kind of a quiet weekend for many. Did a little stuff around the house, some house projects. You know, you know, it's like uh, when you go into fall, right? You have some uh, the honeydew list, so to speak. Yes. So I had to do a few of those things. Like, I yes, the refrigerator, pulled it out, cleaned up behind it, did the coil thing. Went through the sure. lint, the lint dry, the dryer and the lint thing. Yep. I know everyone laughs, but you got to do it, people. It's being safe. So get there, out there, there and are, go. There, there are coils in the in the refrigerator. Well, there can be in the back. Some some of them in the back there, you know. <laughs> Depends on what kind of refrigerator you have. The one I have. I know. And it was so sad because Russell <laughs> Wilson gave the finger to everybody he did. on Wednesday night. It was the ugliest finger you've ever seen. <laughs> but he did it. <laughs> I do for for those of you who don't know who don't necessarily live in the area he he, he hit the uh, hand of a of a defensive player and his finger got dislocated at the last joint and so he tried to hold up his middle finger and it was like an L it was, an, an upside yeah. down L L so. for loss because that's he was predicting the game I'm just kidding that's not true they, yeah. could, they could have done it but we'll give him a big Hawks up so you know <laughs> big hawks up yeah. okay. <laughs> Exactly. Well, you know, Benny, I got to tell you, the mm -hmm. the uh, gal that I chose to be here on the second Monday show of uh, the Return of Positive Talk is a gal by the name of Dana Parker. Mm -hmm. She is a life coach. She is an extraordinary young lady. And uh, we really have done quite a little bit on uh, My Independence Report. And she's got several episodes up there. If you want to go there to check that out, it's MyIndependenceReport.com. And she's going to be doing more there as well as PositiveTalk.net. So you can go to those two places and and look at the entire catalog of everything that we have done over the last couple of years. And it's it's great fun. So I want to introduce um, Dana Parker. She's got an incredible story that uh, part of it I'll let her tell, but part of it I just didn't, I enjoy telling as well. So Dana, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Benny, thanks, pulling out all the stops for Not me. just me, it's our entire studio audience that I had wake up so early for you. Yeah, wow. but you know what? My applause is bigger than your applause. <laughs> <Hell yeah>. Oh. <laughs> 
I have a challenge. That's a man thing. Challenge just, accepted. You know. Yeah, it's a man thing. <laughs> my 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 applause is bigger than your applause yeah, and, and stuff. So, in the, but in any event, uh, Dana Parker uh, hails out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, she is a life coach, and she's got a program that's running now that we're going to talk about a little bit, that she's going to do another program in January, and it's called Reclaim You. But before we do that, I want to explain a little bit about her background. And because she's been on my show quite a little bit, I know it mm-hmm. almost as well as she does. So yeah. <laughs> not quite. Uh, but um, Dana grew up in Salt Lake City. Now, for those of you who are aware, uh, there is a particular uh, religious group that is, um, its home is actually Salt Lake City. And so she grew up as a good uh, Salt Lake City uh, girl. And um, they, they uh, um, it's unfortunate because even though she came from a very religious family, there were individuals within that family who were to be kind, less than uh, decent human beings. And so consequently, she had to deal with uh, abuse, uh, sexual and otherwise. Um, And uh, there's a rigid society within that group, and Dana, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a pretty rigid thing that when when you're a girl and you grow up, you're expected to uh, get married pretty much as a teenager or slightly thereafter, and then you're going to be a good uh, a wife for forever, and you're going to bear children and be fruitful and multiply, mm-hmm. and you're going to do what you're told, mm-hmm. basically. Now, correct me, is any of that wrong? Yes. I mean, that is the, the cultural basis that, that people flow with. And, and it's like it was established in a rigid way. And now it's kind of more just a default, you know, a default of everyone's running on that here. And, and Mormons in Utah are very, it's a different kind of Mormon than outside of Utah. That's the funny part. You know, Utah Mormons, we have a, it's, it's more rigid. They're a little bit more letter of the law strict. There's all these like unsaid rules and things like that, that culturally um, to live by. So yeah, getting married young and it's like right after high school, it's like your job is to get married, find a husband. And there's so many women that default to that and they'll do things like go to hair school or, or do things and be like, I'm just doing this till I get married. And, you know, that's kind of the default for women here. And so, um, and then their responsibility is to, to, uh, you know, the most important thing is to have children and, and to be a mom and, uh, they are encouraged to get an education and things like that. And that's great. Um, but yeah, that's, there's a, there's a lot to it. It's pretty complex. You know, I didn't even realize it when I was growing up because it wasn't within my consciousness. I I'm in Seattle. And so it's, it wasn't, it never really came up, but a good friend of mine that I went to high school with, his name is Norm. Um, I won't give his last name, but, uh, we went to high school and, and, um, when, right after high school, he disappeared, and I asked, "Where's Norm?" And they said, "Well, he's on his mission. He's on his what? Right. He's he's got a two-year mission that he had to do, yeah. and so he went on the two-year mission. Now, keep in mind that Norm, during high school, had never had a girlfriend, not one. Mm-hmm. He just it just wasn't something that was within his consciousness, and he was a young man mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah. he came back from his mission, 
I haven't told you this story yet. He no. came back. He came back from his mission, and he had a welcome home party. Mm-hmm. He met his future wife when they got married three months later at that yep. party. Yep. So it was. It, so they didn't even have the opportunity. I don't. I you know I never asked him because I thought it would be inappropriate. But but I thought looking at the deal that it was all set up prior to. Right. Sometimes. I mean, that's not a super common thing in the Mormon culture, but we are taught like, you know, Mary return missionary. That's like pounded into your head as a girl, like return missionary, somebody who loves God and will be a great provider. Those are the things to look for. And, um, I did that check, check, check. Why why am I not happy? Like, huh? I don't know. (laughs) It's really interesting. (laughs) And then you proceeded to have four beautiful boys. I did. Yeah. Four incredible, incredible humans. Just my boys are just my whole, they're everything to me. I love them. But there came a point in time when you said, is this all there is? I want to explore more. And so you go to, you go to the master of the house and I, and I, I say that in a loving way. You, you, You went to the master of the house and said, Master, I would like to go learn some things, and I would like to take some courses, and I'd like to take some classes. And he said, "No, that's not your role." Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It was a. It wasn't just. It, you know, this this was twelve years ago. I went to a personal development course, and I wanted to do more. And at that time, I was just a stay-at-home mom, so I wasn't contributing financially. So it was, I had to go to him to ask. And it was such a. Honestly, it was a really terrible feeling. It was a really terrible feeling to feel like something that I feel in my heart is so important to me that I want to choose into, I have to now go to a man and beg for money um, to do this thing. And, you know, the greatest gift I feel like he ever gave me was to say no, to say no. And it wasn't just a no, it was a hell no. And because what that did for me is it was one of the first times in my life that I actually said yes to myself, even though he was saying no. It was the first time in my life that I was like, I, this, is, this is something that I feel so strongly about. I'm going to make it happen. I, I feel like it's important for me to further my education in understanding my emotions and understanding what's driving my experience. Because at that time, I, I just had started talking. I was 23. For the first time in my life, I started talking about the sexual abuse I experienced. And this dam of emotions that I had kept in for years came open and I felt like I was out of control just on this roller coaster of flashbacks and emotions and I didn't know what to do with all of it. So I'm like, I deserve an education in this to understand this. And um, so I said, I'm doing it and I love you and I'm signed up for it. And every month something was provided. I clean truck stops, I clean motels. Um, I did everything I could think of to get that monthly payment to pay for that class. Um, and I did, and that continued through our whole relationship. Actually, every time I wanted to invest, it was like, no, no, no. And, um, you know, I, now I've added up what I've invested in my own personal growth and development and certification. That's over a hundred thousand dollars that I created me even against the odds of a not supportive uh, partner. 
And that that's incredible for me. That's a really great, especially now as a divorced woman to say, I did it and I can still do it is really, really powerful for me. It was be, it would be very, very powerful to be able to say, I did this myself without the reliance upon somebody else that you were able to put that together. And that's, that it's just amazing. And, um, and the whole purpose that you did, well, I'll, let me ask you, yeah. what was the whole reason? What was the whole purpose that you've done all of this? Right. So I think for me, uh, there it's, it's, there's layers to it. The, the first and probably biggest driver was to, um, I found myself uh, coping with all the emotions, the overwhelm of the emotions with eating, emotional eating and numbing with television and um, just sleeping, sleeping my life away. And in my heart, I knew I, I could feel there was something greater for me to do here, to experience here. And I had these two incredible babies, just my, my boys. I, I didn't like the living example I was being, you know, our, our children, they do what we do, not what we say, you know, how, how often do we follow what our parents did, not necessarily what they said, you know, and so I wanted to be a living example to them. I wanted to, I not only wanted to say to them, you can live your dreams. I wanted to say, if I can do it, you can do it. Let me show you. And that became a huge driver for me to really um, have, have more than just motherhood. There was something in my heart that was like, motherhood is, is a portion and it's so important to me. And this other thing, this, this contribution to the world through these things I'm experiencing, I, I just feel so strongly about that. So I think those two things combined my boys, um, and, and, uh, you know, being here for a purpose, making meaning of the hurt, you know? I, I really believe that all of us deep down have got this inner desire, this inner need to really explore who we really are at a fundamental core level. Yes. And it can't be what somebody else expects us to be. It's got to be what turns, with a <laughs> lack of a better expression, what turns us on. Yeah, what lights us up, right? Yes. Exactly. Yes. And, and outside, so many women, we define ourselves by the hats we wear. You know, I'm defined, I'm a mother. That defines my whole world. Well, what happens when your children move out? Then what? And those are the kinds of things that, that you get to be thinking about is what are you defining yourself by? What, what makes you of value that you're saying, only if I do these things am I of value. But if I don't have these things and I have no value, those are things to really be looking at because those are things we're defining ourselves by. And, and you can lose, I've learned this the last three years, you can lose any title, any day. You could lose your motherhood. You could lose the title of mother in a, in a day, in a moment. You could lose the title of, of daughter. You could lose the title, lose, you could lose those titles as you know them. And, and you know, once you're a mother, you're always a mother, but you could lose those titles as you know them based off of doing this at, at any moment. And so defining yourselves and wrapping your identity in those things, it's like you want to undo that so that that's just one part of you that you honor and love. You know, that's one part of you. 
You know, and I was thinking about that, and, and so many people, um, women especially, because women, for because you carried us around for mm-hmm. nine months, yeah. you have a, a closer relationship to your kids than a lot of men have to their kids, because we didn't we didn't have that. Now, yes, I, I love my children dearly. Mm-hmm. However, I didn't carry them around for nine months, so we don't have that, that interconnection. So when it was time for them to fly the coop, I applauded that and I said, good for you, I'm there, I'm your friend. Yes. I'll be an advisor if you want me to, tell me to shut up if you want me to, yes. because it's your life, live it the way you yes. want to. Yes. Now, mom on the other hand. <laughs> it's different. Said, yeah. I'm I'm your mother, I will always be your mother, and yes. you listen to me like I'm your mother. And that is not in my in my mind that self defeating for her, yes. and for the kids because she's now got the opportunity to have the last third or quarter or whatever's left of her life to do whatever she wants. Right, right. But a well, lot and of none people, of us none of us like uh, lack of agency. None of us like control, especially from authority figures that we love and care about. This is what I'm finding as I watch you know, my mom's having these big transitions too. understanding her role is changing because all of us have grown and we're, we're all married now. And, and so as we're having conversations, I'm learning so much about that process. Cause my mom motherhood was everything, which is so beautiful. She's incredible mom, incredible. And, um, watching this process unravel, it's like, wow, it would really do me good now to, to step more into what you did, Kevin, to say, I'm an, I, when, when that time comes advisor, that's what it comes down to and love, loving advisor. And so even practicing that now as my children, you know, when they make mistakes, when they do things, it's like, what'd you learn? Yeah, that was interesting. Wasn't it? Yeah. Here's the natural consequence of, of that action. And so we're going to, we're going to implement that consequence. And next time, what do you want to do differently? And, and really stepping in that way and, and practicing that, which takes a lot, especially because we define our, a lot of our value and worth by how our children show up. If they get bad grades, oh my gosh, I'm a bad parent. You know, if they, if they make a mistake at school and they hit a kid, oh my gosh, I'm a bad parent. I'm not doing good enough. You know, we, we take it so personally and then we take it out on them to practice that separation of just because they make mistakes or they do something wrong doesn't mean I'm a bad parent. That takes so much practice. But doing so, doing so allows them the freedom to fully be in life and to have confidence in their life that they're going to make mistakes. I tell my boys all the time, you're going to make mistakes. You will. And, And some will probably be really big as you get older because you learn in adult life through experience, some of them might be really big. And I'm just here to love you. I'm here to love you, to ask questions. And I know, I don't know what's best for your life, but I'm going to have suggestions, especially right now when you're really young and you're learning lots of things. Well, you have four teenagers. That's a whole different game. Oh man. I mean, my oldest is just getting into the teenage life and, and, you know, he's, he's like my gentle giant. I mean, he's six, one and he's 15 Holy crap. I know he's just this huge gentle, gentle giant. That's just so sweet. And, uh, he's one that I'm, you know, every child's so different. He's one that I'm going to have to be like, 
okay, now this year you start looking for girls that you're going to date, you know, that's, that's what this year's about. I had to kind of push him along in those areas because he's just so sweet and introverted. My second, I'm going to have to be like, listen, <laughs> uh, <Slow> down, son. <laughs> date lots of girls. Okay. Don't just settle in, in, into one for, uh, for your whole career, high school career. Let's, let's have lots of dates. Let's have fun. Cause he's such a, a he's a girlfriend boy, you know? So it'll be fun to see. As long as, as long as you teach him the fundamental principle. Are you ready? Yes. I'm, yeah, tell me. Please. I'm, K-Y-P-I-P. <laughs> I'm going to let the audience, because that's a little closer than Benny's probably going to allow. <laughs> Benny, Benny's saying good. So K-Y-P-I-P means keep your in your pants. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> that's right because it's 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 highly important now now yeah. whether or not they do that or not is based upon and that's not something that is within your power as a parent necessarily to control but we can have those conversations i mean my exactly. my 12 year old came to me and was having conversations about that and i'm applauding him and and to me that's feedback of mom i feel safe enough to talk to you about this yes <laughs> like i like that's huge for me, especially because I used to fear that conversation growing up because of my background, you know, because of the sexual abuse experience, I used to fear having those conversations. And now I welcome it with love because I've learned so much in that area of how to look at it in a healthy way. And so, so to be able to have those conversations, you know, those, I mean, he's 12 and he feels comfortable talking to me. I'm like, yes, okay we're, this is a good sign, you know, and, and we're doing good. And I just to love him, you know, love him in it and, and praise him for his curiosity. You know, I just feel so grateful that I dove into the personal development and investment in myself because it's directly affecting all of my relationships right now. It's directly affecting my relationship with my children and they're still young. That's incredible. I have an incredible opportunity. You do, and you and yeah. you do such a you do such a good job of oh, of man, taking care of them and, and and stuff. But uh, by the way, I just want to let everybody know that this is the time that we would normally take a commercial, but we're not taking a commercial because we're doing this uh, commercial free, and that is brought to you by MyIndependenceReport.com and um, uh, PositiveTalkRadio.net. Go there, and you can pick up all of the uh, uh, episodes. Dane is on quite a few. Um, she is, she's just an, 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 a wonderful, wonderful coach. And uh, the reason that I wanted to have her on again is because, um, our audience are, like I said, are predominantly women, but a lot of them are going through what you have gone through and, and what you're yet to go through because you, now the next step is to let the birdies fly away and <laughs> to just support them as best they can. But there are yeah. lots of women that are empty nesters. Mm -hmm. that are that their their role has been defined by um um statements about who they are not who they mm -hmm. really are mm -hmm. and they're and they're looking to find their way and mm -hmm. that's you've taken that on as your passion as mm -hmm. a, as a coach is to help women find their way tell us about uh reclaim you the 12 week program that you're doing yeah reclaim you is an incredible program uh, we go over the four pillars of the empowered woman, the four agreements of the empower, empowered woman. Um, and, and we go through these phases um, and it's all about reconnecting with yourself. The four pillars are know thyself, trust thyself, 
love thyself and act for thyself. And so a lot of it, it has to do with different practices that I've found over time. So I've been coaching for 12 years, people all over the world. And over time, I've kind of gathered this, this way of living, this way of doing things that has benefited my life in so many ways to really reclaim my power to choose into parts of my life based off of what my heart is saying, not based off of fear or um, worry or these negative ideas about myself, you know, not settling for less because I hold negative ideas. And what's been so incredibly amazing as we've stepped into this, I have women who are just, who are new to, and have never done a class like this and women who've been doing their inner work for a while and all are being served in this course, all are understanding things. You know, I've, I've had women who, um, who are on the, the brink of, of saying, I'm going to get divorced. And now they're saying, Oh, that was a fear. I was doing that out of fear because I didn't know how to handle all these emotions. I can see now I have a lot of work to do. So that's not the best decision for my life right now. That's incredible. I think that's an incredible, incredible uh, ripple effect of reclaiming your understanding of you and understanding your patterns, you know, and, and making decisions from an empowered space instead of a disempowered space. And um, so it's been a really, really fabulous. We're, we're stepping into really uh, knowing ourselves outside of all of the hats we wear this week. And I'm really excited because some of these women are just there, they're, I can feel they're starving for that. And, you know, many of them have been through big life transitions, big life changes, and found their foundation has been rocked. And so creating now and rebuilding a new foundation based off of themselves and their exploration of themselves is, is such a, a solid way of rebuilding. And it's such an incredible opportunity, especially because uh, of my past experience, it's healing to help other women because you know, in, in, <laughs> I had a huge, huge life shifts, big, big life shifts, um, the last two years, um, you know, leaving my religion and leaving a work space that I loved and, um, a bankruptcy and a divorce in a year's time. And that's a lot. That's foundationally <laughs> everything, Yeah, everything, uh, every sense of belonging, every space where I had a sense of belonging crumbled disappeared overnight. And so the rebuilding for me the last two years has really empowered me now to a point where I'm like, okay, now I get to go help other women with this. Now I get to step into, hey, I know there's other women experiencing this and they've lost the sense of belonging. Let me help them rebuild and understand themselves better and reconnect so they can make empowered decisions and rebuilding so it's been so incredibly fulfilling for me to, to do. If you are a, um, well, if you're anybody actually, but especially if you are a woman, um, go to inner movement, no, inner, inner, inner world, inner, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote it even down here. I did. I was, uh, innerworldmovement.com because, and get a hold of Dana because she can do uh, coaching uh, um, virtually. Uh, yep. In this day of Zoom, uh, we can we can do pretty much anything, and uh, I, I and I just want to uh, implore people that that 
if you have an identity that you subscribe to, that if you were to write down, what's your identity and you were to write it down, well, let's see, I'm a cook and I'm mm -hmm. a mother. And if your identity is outside of yourself mm -hmm. and is not created by yourself, you need you, you you would be better served by going to talking to somebody. I mean, hell, even Dana's got a coach. Um, mm -hmm. And she spends time with her coach because we all can look at ourselves from somebody else's perspective who can help us understand where we're at and and especially in this day and time women have the most power that they've ever had in the history of the yes. united states oh and, but they've got more to do you've got you know we still have got equality inequality we're going to talk about that a lot on the show inequality for women the equal rights amendment hasn't passed yet uh, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me um and and other other aspects of it but if you don't believe that you are if you don't, if you believe who you are is what you are, not who you are, then you need to figure out who you are, and mm -hmm. you need someone like Dana who can help you out do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right now, women have such an incredible opportunity. There's so many opportunities for us. We can literally choose into um, doing these different things. We can choose into being lawyers and doctors and and anything we want. We have the ability to own homes open bank accounts. Do you know it wasn't until 1975 that a woman could have her own bank account? I know. That's, that's crazy. And did you know in 2010, under the dictionary, under week was feminine. Our culture has set us up for these ideas about ourselves that have held us back. And my theory and my, my wholehearted belief is we do the work inside we let go of these ideas that were weak, that were less than, which we're all holding, by the way. And up here can tell you something different, but your heart, your heart is a whole nother ball game that could be holding other things. I can't tell you how many times I'll ask men and women questions. And when we get down to the root and they're just answering off, you know, off intuition, they are shocked what comes. They're shocked because up here, they're like, no, I'm not weak. I know I'm not weak as a woman. I'm not weak. I'm not weak. And you can know that here, but your heart, your heart isn't always in alignment with your words and your thoughts. And so the idea is to get all of those things in alignment because we're carrying cultural and generational ideas as women that we don't even, we're not even aware of a lot of times. And so doing that inner work, when you do the inner work, the outside shifts. And this is why I feel so passionate about working with women is when we come together and we synergistically heal there's a ripple effect that is profound that will change the world. You want to change the world, you change your world, inner world first, and the outer world matches. That's the reality. And the other reality is there are lots of guys that are very, very comfortable with the way things are mm -hmm. and would rather not have somebody that is uh, uh, working to be within themselves and create their own power because that can, in some, in some guys' eyes, that's threatening. And, um, and I would say every man carries that feeling of that's threatening. Some just deal with it differently. <laughs> some, <laughs> some are a little, they're okay with it and they'll take accountability. But that's the beautiful part too. As women, if we stand in our power and claim it, not overcompensation of I need to be better than you and I need to prove and I'm, I'm, I'm above you. It's a, no, I'm powerful and so are you. And my, me being powerful doesn't mean you're less powerful. When we stand authentically in that, 
it calls men to do their work too. It's no longer men need to change. It's we get to, and then they, they, they get to. Isn't that a basic way for, for you to uh, um, build a better relationship with your mate is if you are both equal and you're all and you're supporting each other uh, in a, in a, in a big way, isn't that more helpful? Oh yeah. Doing, I, I, I talk about this all the time with women and, and I know I live, I live, I'm weird. I am weird. And I've had so many people tell me that Dana, you are so weird. I don't even understand. And it takes a lot of practice to have radical accountability, the kind of accountability where something comes up in the relationship and you go within first before you say, you need to change and you shouldn't be showing up that way and blah, blah, blah. To go within first, to understand the inner, the inner self of why it's triggering and what's happening and where it's coming, coming from, and then letting go of the emotions and then choosing from that space your boundaries and what you want to do. That is powerful. That transforms a relationship when both partners can do that. Oh, my. That's transformational. And it can, it really can be, it can, it can, it can. Be. you know, it and, takes and, a lot of work, but it can. Yes, it does. And actually, Benny's actually sitting there listening to this. And, uh, and so I'm just kind of curious, Benny, do you have any questions that you'd like to ask uh, Dana or any thoughts? No, not at the moment, but I enjoy how there's so much passion she has behind her work and sending it along to those, especially our, um, our listenership for the female aspect for it. And I know a lot of people are listening in. So actually, we can open up the phone lines if anybody would like to call in, too. Absolutely. Can you, you Dana, you up for that? Yeah. All right. If absolutely. Any, yeah. If anyone has any questions for Dana, it's 425-373-5527. 425-373-5527. He knows yeah, that Yeah, if you're experiencing heart. any, any uh, turmoil in your relationships, turmoil in your emotions, if you're feeling overwhelmed at all emotionally, but you don't know what to do about it. You know, these are moments where you can call in and, and let's talk it out. Let's get something sorted for you. And, um, you know, or in any area of your life, if you're experiencing, uh, uh, lots of feelings and emotions, but you don't know what let's, let's chat. I'd love to, to go over some of those things and give you some tips and practical tools to move forward. And I'd like to, I'd like to share with everybody that, uh, if you are, in that place, and you tuned into this radio station at this particular time, at this particular day, so that you can listen to Dana, that's not a coincidence. She's here to help you. Give us a call, 425-373-5527. Don't be shy. We won't use your real name. We'll disguise your voice. We'll do, you know, we want to make... Well, I don't know about make... the disguising the voice part, but <laughs> <laughs> we could definitely use an alias. <laughs> yeah, but if, if if somebody calls in and says, "Hi, my name is Susan. oh," they can. I thought we could. <laughs> That's yeah, a different thing. You know, okay. no. We don't we don't have that technology. But if you'd like to give us a call, please do four two five three seven three five five two seven. I would love to see how Dana works with you and and uh, to see what happens. But it's it's. By the way, this would be. Normally, this would be time for our second break of the hour, which we're not going to do because we are uh, do doing this straight through. And that's brought to you by MyIndependenceReport.com and PositiveTalkRadio.net. I get that so confused sometimes, but that's it's all it's all brand new. It's it's uh, this is a brand new show. Uh, we bring some of the best people in my experience, and I've got well, 
I've only been doing this for 20 years, so I'm not all that experienced, but some of the best people in the world. And I'll tell you, Dana has got, you can just see the energy and the positivity radiating from her. And, uh, and she's so passionate about what she does. And it's, it's such, a, such a joy. We ran into each other, and we knew that we had a connection, didn't we? <laughs> Yes, that's that was really fun for me because I've done so many podcasts this year, podcast interviews and all kinds of things. And and to to connect with you, Kevin, has been so much fun because it was like, I just feel like we're friends. I feel like we're buddies. And you've been such an incredible support and so fun to talk with. And I just I've loved, loved my time with you. Well, you know, and I applaud what you're doing because it's it is hard to do what you do and to keep your and to keep your senses about you and 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 now you, and now you're all about giving back and uh, you're going to do now this this course that you're doing now is a 12 week course and mm-hmm. that's going to wrap up here pretty quick but you've got another one in January right yeah the first of next year I'll be launching another one another round and I'll be taking uh, another group of women through the course and um you know, what's really fun for me is this is the pilot, right? This is the pilot program, taking it now, improving on it and making it better. And it's been so incredible. I mean, it includes 12 weeks and um, three bonus days and three one-on-one sessions with me. So they're getting such incredible value. I mean, these bonus days are filled with um, specific speakers according to what the group has said they want to learn and uh, what the group really needs. And so I have such a, an incredible opportunity of connection with speakers all over um, and people who, who have passion in different topics that are very supportive to the message and to um, women that I can just pull and say, hey, here's the topics. Anyone want to talk? And, and I can fill up those spaces. It's been so fun. And I'm willing to bet that the women that are there have made friends that will last a lifetime. Oh, I... You know, that's probably, we actually, so we, at first it was a one hour uh, class every week and we extended it to two because the connection between women has been so valuable and so healing for these women because many of them have very similar stories. Many of them are having very similar experiences and they felt so alone. And then they get into this small group and they share and, you know, Oh, me too. Me too. Oh my gosh, me too. And there's this relief that takes place of like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. And, and somebody gets it. Somebody understands. And there's so much healing that takes place as, as women connect like that, that we extend the class to two hours so that we can have that, that we can, we can really cultivate that connection. So it's been incredible. And they check in with each other throughout the week. Um, so yeah, there's, there's going to be lifelong friendships for sure in this group. That is, that's just amazing. Well, you know, I I was going to say that's amazing, but it really isn't because we all, we all face the same stuff in different times, different ways, but a lot of it is just all, we all, it's all the same stuff. And there's not a thing that we can do about it unless we choose to do something about it. And which is why you are so important. You're so important to what, these people, what we all need mm-hmm. is support. And I got to tell you, I, this is a young lady that I could tell anything to because she is so supportive. And yeah. 
you know, and because she recognizes that we all have flaws, we all have issues, and and so regardless of what it is, she can she can help you. Um, yeah, I have such a an incredible gift that I was given to to love people, love people in their humanness and in their human experience, you know, and I've heard it all 12 years, people all over the world. I I've heard it all. (laughs) I have heard everything. And, um, the, the compassion that I have for people and the neutrality that I have for what they do with that. Um, you know, I have my suggestions, but my goal is to empower people one that they understand that, that life, it's just an experience that they don't need to define themselves by those experiences. You know, there's many of us that have in our minds, if this, if I ever did this, I would be a worthless piece of crap. Or if I ever did this, that's when I know I'm a bad person to, to help people release those grips and to say, no, you've experienced that. Let me, let me walk you through and let me just show you love for a minute. That was a hard experience. You really defined yourself by that. You beat yourself up tremendously over that. That was hard. Let's go through now and figure out why that took place. What are the patterns that drove that for you? Let's work on healing those so that you can move forward powerfully in a new way with a new direction in what you really want. And that is incredible. People aren't taught that. We're not taught that in school. We're not taught how to process mentally and emotionally through hard experiences. Because sometimes we, by default, for example, I, you know, I've, I've coached a lot of people who've had affairs. To step into and to have an affair, that is in our culture, that is so tremendously hard on everyone involved. Everyone, including the person that makes that decision. And oftentimes it's by default that they're not even aware of. And that's where my compassion just comes in so big because they, they're hating themselves that they made that decision. Every, every person that I've ever coached in that area, they're hating themselves. And so the goal is to help them understand the pattern so they can move forward more powerfully. And sometimes I'm the only person in this world that they've ever, ever experienced that can offer love in those really hard defining moments. And that's, exactly. that, that's sacred for me. That's like well, one of the most important roles I could play. Which brings us to my favorite subject, which is the stories that we tell ourselves <laughs> yes. about, about what our life is like and who we are as people and what we like, what we're and all of that. Most of it, I would say is stuff that somebody else told us at one point in time and a story that we believe about ourselves. And the only way to get out from that is to be able to talk to somebody who can say, nah, I'm sorry. That's, that's kind of just a story. That's not yeah. really who you are. Um, really. <laughs> and, and, and you work with that, that concept quite a little bit, don't you? Absolutely. I, I really work hard to invite people into a space of understanding that all things happen for us. Everything, there's no point when things happen and we make decisions that hurt us and, and that we define ourselves by a lot of times we'll argue against the reality of what is we'll argue against the reality of I shouldn't have done that. And we'll should all over ourselves. And that actually creates um, a spiral effect 
of, of self-flogging and self-beat up and then actually puts you into a space and more vulnerable to making the same mistake again. And so because you're in shame, when you're in shame, you often will continue repeating those unhealthy patterns over and over and over again because the shame takes you back into that space. If you can release the shame, understand what's at the root, love yourself for unknowingly choosing into ideas about yourself, then then you're more empowered to then say, I'm okay, I love those parts of me and I don't have to make that decision again because I know what was driving it before. And you can do healing on those things. Doesn't when you get healing on those types of things, doesn't it also help you to then be able to go back to your the the your mate and be able to have an honest discussion, uh, perhaps uh, 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 as led by you on how they can work together? Because there's a great deal of pain and and oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, you know you uh, uh, disrespected me and and all of that kind of thing. Oh yeah. So there's, there's, it's a, that kind, especially with like uh, an affair, that's a really incredibly emotional situation where on one hand, the person that chose into the affair has all the emotions and shame and, and, and beat up. And then this person is dealing with betrayal and, and hurt and lack of trust. And there's so much to it that working with both individually, but also together of how do you rebuild is, is incredible incredibly complex, but so powerful when you really get down to the root drivers and understanding that, that, that there's so much learning and understanding of yourself and, and understanding of the forgiveness process and all those things that can take place in those moments that will make you stronger. It's not this like in relationships, it's not having the perfect happy life where everything is good all the time that makes, creates depth in a relationship. It's not. Those moments are great and we love those. It's what you do in times of conflict. It's what you do in times of of these really deepest hurts and pains. It's what you do in those moments that create depth. And, And we're not taught conflict resolution growing up we're not taught. We just see our parents and we're like, Oh, that's how you do it. And (laughs) that's, that's how the generational patterns continue. And so equipping yourself with tools and understanding of that radical accountability, self-healing, and then communicating boundaries in a healthy way from that space. I mean, that's transformational for a relationship. If you've got, and I say this from, oh, I don't know, relatively personal experience. If you've got two people that grew up in two households where nobody liked conflict, in my, in my household, it was, um, I don't, I work 16 hours today. I'm tired. Leave me alone. I don't mm-hmm. want to shut up. Don't, don't mm-hmm. yell at your brother and go, or go to your room. And then the other one, it was like if they would have a disagreement, then they would uh, go to bed and then nobody would ever talk about it again the next right. day. So, right. so it became uh, less. So when two people like that get married and nobody wants to delve into anything uh, other than superficial stuff oh. um, and, and day-to-day yes. things and without talking about the inner workings, without mm-hmm. really delving into what we want, you know, even an affair, it's like, the, the person that gets 
victimized by the affair. There's also some reasons why the affair happened because of their behavior, too. That must be a fascinating conversation to have. It is. It is. Absolutely. And, you know, the whole rug sweeping, sweeping it all under the rug, it's a strategy that will come and bite you in the butt later. Oh, it is. And it, it is a strategy for explosive endings in a relationship. Oh, it did. Uh huh. Because it's all there. It's all there. And it continues to create distance in the relationship. And then when you feel distance, then there's such a lack of connection. And that's why we all choose to get married is for connection. Right. Support and love. And sweeping under the rug is the opposite. And so, and so when you do that, when you are, I actually really think it's important to make, make uh, amends with this idea of conflict the conflict isn't bad because a lot of times when people avoid conflict it's because one they don't have tools they don't know how to deal and resolve the conflict and you know i've jumped back into the dating world there's so many men that that don't actually that fear conflict because they don't have tools they don't know what to do and they they experienced years and years and years of no really end to conflict resolution. There's no resolution. It's just the same things over and over and over again. And so one, you have to be humble enough to say, I need some tools and to be able to be willing to learn them. But knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is where the power is. So learn and apply to the best of your ability. And it takes time. And that's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. By the way, and we're then, talking, hold yeah. on, hold on. Yes. We're, we're talking with Dana Parker. And if you go to her website, which is innerworldmovement.com, they, she's got a whole page that you can, you can sign up, you can talk to her, you can get all the information you need about her. Also, go to myindependencereport.com. She's got a series of shows that we've done together, and they're all as empowering as this one. And they're really, they really are, they're, they're cool. And you, you are an awesome you you are really an awesome person because um you've you've worked very hard and you but you you've also got this sense about being extremely loving and being caring Mm -hmm. and that kind of and uh it's it's very 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 soothing and very helpful i'm so glad thank you 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 really are but i i I wanted to ask you know how do you how would you see in in my situation Whenever I would start talking about, and see, as you know, you've gotten to know me a little bit. I like yeah. to get in depth into things and, yeah. and to talk things out and stuff. Yeah. And the other one wanted nothing to do with that right. because that would start the tears and then right. it, would, it would shut up. And how would you encourage her to open up? So this is where, this is where I would start taking somebody through mental processes of their relationship with conflict. And the relationship with conflict, we have to start, you know, tipping the scales right now. And in, in their mind, that person's mind that avoids conflict, they have so many negative things of it's negative, it's negative, it's negative. Here's all the reasons why it's not safe to go into conflict. And you have to start tipping the scales of, listen, you need tools. So you feel empowered. So you feel good about what to do with it Two, you need to start tipping the scales and understanding when you dive into conflict using these tools, you will come out on the other side and here's the benefits and, and start really showing their mind the power of conflict resolution and really like showing it on paper. This is what I tell people, write it out, 
like see the scales tip of saying, okay, here's all the benefits. So next time conflict arises and your body's like, no, no, no. You're like, it's okay. It's okay. It's safe to go into conflict. I have my tools. Here's what I'm going to do. And here, here's how I'm going to move forward. And, and that emotion helping calm the body like that. And even placing your hand on your heart actually engages your parasympathetic nervous system, which helps calm the body. And when you bring in those peaceful emotions now with conflict, you're rewiring your brain. Because right now your brain is wired to conflict is ah, not safe. And so when you step into changing that, bringing in a new emotion when conflict arises, and it takes some, some mental practice, it does. It's, it's called emotional strength training. It's like if, you, if you're going to strengthen your body, you go and work out, this is emotional workout. Okay, you have to be aware step into that moment and you're rewiring your brain to peace with conflict and it takes time. But when you rewire that, then, and you have tools, that's a power and a recipe to change behavior, to change how your body reacts to conflict. Doesn't it, doesn't it help also that, uh, um, if you recognize that it's not, when you have conflict with somebody, it isn't necessarily a personal attack. It is based upon the, the, what they perceive and their perceptions and your perceptions may be different and you come together to understand each other's perceptions and you can, you can dispel the conflict, can't you? Oh, if everyone will take accountability for their stories in any situation, which I don't know very many people that, that know how to do that. There's and a, that's why I come in. Dana, <laughs> really the, 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 there are tons of people that have no idea that they're, no. they're even telling themselves a story. Exactly. And, and so, so somebody yeah. brings it up and lets yes. them know. By right. the way, you know what? These time these these hours go so fast. I know we're, they do. We're gonna we're gonna run out of time. Unfortunately. I know. So, but I really, really, really did I say really? I really want mm -hmm. you to to go contact uh, Dana at uh, innerworldmovement.com and uh, and she's got a class coming up in January that is for a group of people and she's gonna have twelve people or more. And, mm -hmm. uh, and she takes personal time with everybody. It's really, it really is cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I want to thank everybody because this is Positive Talk Radio. Um, we were here 18 years ago. Benny had hair then. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I still do. I just relocated it from north to south. So yes. We'll go yes. there. <laughs> yes, and, Dana's and agreeing with you. Like, yeah, I could see that too. <laughs> when I saw Eric uh, uh, Ryder on uh, uh, Wednesday, the man looks exactly the same. Hasn't changed a bit. He's like the Casey Kasem of radio. I mean, he really yeah. is. I mean, <laughs> so th that's the next show that we're going to do is uh, Wednesday at four o'clock. We're we're here at at. Uh, by the way, Dana, will you come back and do the show again? Absolutely, I'd love to. This is so much fun. And if you want to talk to her tomorrow, she's going to be on uh, uh, My Independence Report at uh, 1 o'clock Seattle time. So tune in to MyIndependenceReport.com, and you'll be able to uh, talk with her if you, if you choose. Or My Independence Report, the YouTube channel. That's where you should go for tomorrow for the live uh, show that we do there. But uh, uh, it's, it's, it's great fun to have you here. And again, InnerWorldMovement.com, Dana Parker. Yep. She's an extraordinary young lady. Um, Betty, anything you'd like to add? I'm good, sir. He's, he's good. Dana, I, you can tell our audience anything you want to for the next 30 seconds. I would just, an invitation, a loving invitation to step into getting lovingly curious with your patterns. 
When you do that, it leads you to understanding of self and how to move forward and heal. Reach out, get a coach, get, get, do something to start making a difference in your healing journey and you will feel better. You'll feel happier. That's where you make room for joy in your life. So that's my invitation. Get lovingly curious. Start wondering. Hey. Dana Parker, we need we need to go. By the way, take care of yourselves, everybody, and we'll see you Wednesday at four.